Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. It is the final mock draft money that we're going to have here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get into next week's official Locked On mock draft, a big presentation coming your way. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here. On the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you guys follow the podcast on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, folks. Uh, very happy to be with you here once again. Broncos Avenue popping up in the chat. We're doing a live stream here. On Sunday, folks, but it is the final mock draft Monday. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, Built Bar. And just a reminder, go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Ladies and gentlemen, you see it on the screen here on Cody Work NFL on YouTube, on Twitter. We are doing a final mock draft Monday. We're going to be the Broncos here, but I'm not going to make the selections. Well, I'm going to make them, but obviously the input in the comment section, the chat section, all of you are going to help me make the selections here. So this is going to be a five-round mock, the final mock draft here. Hope you all had an amazing weekend. As you can see, if you're on the video stream, I got some new background stuff. Very excited about that. Obviously, some important news as well. I wanted to let you all know, Lockdown Broncos, we're still going to have the podcast in audio format, but in the future, in the near future, we're going to also be having daily video podcasts as well. Graham Tika says, do seven rounds. Graham, I ain't doing seven rounds today, my man. Uh, I like five rounds. I feel like five rounds, you really get to build the nitty-gritty. You get to dive deep into it. And obviously, as this is the last mock draft, I will be doing and releasing my official mock draft for all teams next week. So be uh, on the lookout for that. But let's waste no time here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into today's mock draft. Using the Pro Football Network Mock Draft Simulator, we're going to control the Denver Broncos here. We're going to do a five-round mock draft. The draft speed is going to be fast. It's going to give us time to analyze rather than waiting for the picks to play out and processing. The Broncos, if you guys did not see George Payton on the latest behind the Broncos on the Broncos YouTube channel, he said the Broncos are in a position now based on the moves that they made in free agency to go out and to select the best player available. So I'm going to refer back to the comment section here in just a moment. But let's begin the draft here. Round number one. We're going to see some trade offers. Okay, so let's break down the board. Trevor Lawrence goes one to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Justin Fields to the 49ers. Jamar Chase, a surprise move there with the Atlanta Falcons at number four. Kyle Pitts going to the Bengals at five. They need some offensive line help. Then you have Jalen Waddle going to the Dolphins at six. Devonta Smith going to the, to the Lions at seven. And then Trey Lance, he's gone to the Washington football team who traded up to eight with Carolina they selected him. Now, the Broncos are on the clock. We received a trade proposal here from the Tennessee Titans. We received freight, four trade offers. I'm not going to, I'm not taking the Titans. They want to give me pick 22, pick 53. I, I want to select the best player available here, folks. So I'm going to reject that. The Packers offering a lot of value pick 29, pick 62, pick 92, pick 135, and a 2022 Green Bay second round pick. As appealing as that is here, folks. I have a very difficult time here seeing Penny Sewell on the board. And I want to know what your thoughts are already in the chat section. We already have that Sewell take that Matt sports fan wants me to make the trade, but here's the deal. We, we could trade down. 
We could, but do we want to trade down? Do we want to select the best player available, right? Because think about it. Juwan James, 2021, he's going to play. More than likely, this will be his last season in Denver, okay? With that, you draft Penny Sewell. You have, a, you have a chance to bring him in in training camp, obviously, to compete with Juwan James. Because of his price point, everyone expects James would start, but maybe Penny Sewell gets an opportunity to really learn from Mike Munchak for a year and then is the starter next year. I have a very hard time passing on Penny Sewell. Rashawn Slater is on the board, too. Patrick Sertain, Mac Jones is there, even J.C. Horn. So Broncos country, I don't want to trade down here. I want to stay put here at pick number nine, and I think I'm going to go with Penny Sewell. Now, I want to factor in your feedback, so give me a thumbs up. Give me something in the chat room that says, hey, take Penny Sewell, or if you believe there's a better player that Denver can get, let me know quickly because we're gonna we're gonna be going there. You know, pooping hippo, <laughs> awesome YouTube name there, by the way. He says Slater might be the man, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I think in comparison, when you look at Penny Sewell, yes, he missed last season, he didn't play last season, he opted out. His athletic testing was off the charts. He's strong as hell. To be honest with you, I I don't believe Slater would be the better pickup over Penny Sewell. So here's the deal, folks. I'm going with Penny Sewell here in this mock. And then let's see what options we have here in round number two. I'm certain I'm more open now to accepting trade offers here in round two, depending on what happens here. Now the Seahawks want to give me pick 56 in a 2022 second round pick. I don't want that because look, pick 40 is more appealing than pick 56 at this point. The other offer here is that the chargers, they want to give me pick 47 and pick 118. Now I'm okay with taking this one. Now the question is, should I take this trade Broncos country? I'm giving the Chargers pick 40. They want to move up. They're going to give me 47. They're also going to give me pick 118. That's going to give me an additional pick. Should I take that draft pick right there? Should I take it? Pleasant language says, Mac Jones, when did being accurate become a bad thing? Uh, Mac Jones or Parsons, we got all this stuff. Okay, so I'm giving no because it's the Chargers. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to reject it. And after rejecting it, we're going to focus on round two coming up here in just a moment. But Broncos country, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, betonline.ag and betonline. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA season, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, plus it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so let's take a look here at the board, folks. Round number two. Okay, the Broncos go out. They got best player available, offensive tackle Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Okay, so now available players at this point in time. There's safety, right? Broncos need safety depth after this year, and that's all factoring Kareem Jackson being on a one-year deal behind him. You have PJ Locke, you have Trey Marshall. The Broncos also need some help at running back, and look who's on the board. Travis Etienne, at pick number, you know, he's the 24th ranked player on the board, but at pick number 40, he is available. There's that as an option. When you look at uh, a linebacker, Baron Browning, getting a lot of love as well out of Ohio State. Safety, there's Richie Grant. I mean, it's really hard at this point. I mean, I, I want to go running back. Me personally, I want to go running back, but I want to I test the vibe here in the room. Who can the Broncos go with here? Travis Etienne. Alex Leatherwood is an offensive tackle. Broncos not going to double dip, right? They double dipped a wide receiver. Why would they double dip an offensive tackle? We're not going there. Richie Grant is an appealing option there, right? Especially when you take a look there. Travis Etienne, though, is this is one of those situations where 
he's not going to be available after this. I mean, unless he wanted to trade up with the New York Giants at 42 and get a, you know, a quick pick back, he's not going to be available. The Broncos do need some depth at outside linebacker. I understand that. You can still address that. The linebackers that are available, though, let's take a look, too, at the uh, the board here for linebacker. Baron Browning's available. Jabril Cox, like Jabril Cox a lot. Chas Surratt, a project there. Jabril Cox might be the best coverage linebacker in this year's NFL draft, and he's he, he might be a round two. I think he's a round two guy in real life, but uh, I need to get your uh, your perspective here. Richie Grant, Jabril Cox, where are we going between those two? That's, that's going to be between those two guys. Safety? Or linebacker, where are we going? So, so far we got Jabril Cox from Broncos Avenue in the chat. Mad Sports fan says, I like Jabril Cox as well. Linebacker tends to be the pick. Alex597 says, I'll get my running back later. Certainly understandable there. Coverage linebacker help. Denver does need that. So, so far the vibe is telling me that the Broncos, they should go with Jabril Cox. And Graham Tika says, Jabril Cox. David Machado says, go running back. We have a split war room here, folks. So now, oh, that's my man, Alex V Sports, my man. He's back on Twitter. Okay, he says, go linebacker. You know what? That's going to be the pick, folks. We're going to select Jabril Cox, linebacker out of LSU. He's going to come in and shape things up for the Broncos and how they want to do business, right? Because they need another guy, right? Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, they're on contract years here. It's contract season for them. Justin Stern at in-house. You don't have any definitive options after those guys, right? Justin Stern getting his opportunity this year, but you need at least four or five guys in that linebacker room. Okay, so now the Broncos, they are on the clock here at pick number 71, folks. The best available players on the board here. When we take a look, Javon Holland, safety out of Oregon, right? Denver could address safety here with that. Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia. Edge rusher, Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. Elijah Molden out of Washington, cornerback. I, I definitely feel like we have to go with some more safety depth here when it comes to the Broncos in the secondary, right? Safety is a big issue right now in terms of depth, right? Not saying that P.J. Locke can't take that step, not that Trey Marshall can't take that step, but you have Justin Simmons locked up. You have Kareem Jackson on one year. Maybe the Broncos view Michael Ojemudia as that guy where they're going to move him you know, to safety at some point because of the fact they have so much cornerback depth right now. You got guys coming back off of injury there. I don't know where to go here, folks. I mean, the options are here. So now, this is where you have to make the selection. Now, when we take a look at available running backs, we talked about running back being a position of need. The guys that I would like for Denver are not there, right? The, the two-headed monster out of North Carolina. Trey Sermon is available. Um, Chuba Hubbard is available. Jamar Jefferson out of Oregon State. I, the only running backs here that I feel like I would be okay with taking would be Trey Sermon. Even Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma um, outside of that, and then Truba Hubbard. Those would be the three guys that I would be more comfortable taking than anybody else left on the board here. However, this is a mutually exclusive pick here. Now let's take a look at safety depth. Who is available? Is Hamza Nasiru Dean available here? we got to take a look here. And I'm looking down the line. He is not available. However, Denver does have options. Like I said, Javon Holland, he's going to be off the board very soon. I know that. I like him out of Oregon. Uh, outside of that, James Wiggins, he's one of those players that could be that Kareem Jackson type guy. Sean Wade's listed here as a safety. I, I don't know where he's going to play in the NFL. He may move to safety. Divine Diablo out of Virginia Tech. I like DeMar Hamlin. He's available. Uh, even South Carolina defensive back, Israel Mukamu. he's available. He's a nice young player, but I, I could get those guys in later rounds, right? So for me, I'm leaning a little bit more on the uh, the running back side of things here. 
if if I'm going to be honest with you, Broncos country. Yes, and then Graham Tika makes a great point in the comment section. Isn't Sermon injury prone? Would that be a big concern to you? Obviously, right? Off-kilter concepts says Holland here is a no-brainer. Absolutely. Like, I am a big-time, big-time Oregon fan. You know, I grew up in Oregon half my life, played football there. Obviously, shout-out to Marshfield. They won a... Uh, they won third place in state yesterday with the with the COVID season. Holland is a baller Vic guy. He can play every position in your secondary, right? So he addresses maybe a couple of positions. Safety, nickel. He also addresses the outside corner. I'm starting to lead here, running back or safety. But look, I I, I know that Holland is not going to be there. So Broncos country, I feel like I got to make that pick. I think I'm going to take Javon Holland here. Do I have your approval here, right? As the general manager of the Broncos, I'm, at, I'm listening to all of you for your feedback. Do I have permission to say, hey, we're going to make the call to Javon Holland. He's going to be the next player that we draft here for the Broncos in the 2021 NFL draft. I'm getting the I'm getting the approval in the chat room, so that's good for me. Okay, so you know what? Javon Holland is going to be the selection here, folks. Now, I want you to keep an eye on the board. Start throwing in some of your suggestions as you look at the best overall players that are available as the board is following the Broncos. They've received a trade offer from the Cowboys, pick 115. So essentially trading one pick back and getting an additional pick at pick number 209. I'm okay with doing that, right? Anytime you can acquire more capital, it's good. So I'm going to accept that trade offer. The Cowboys, they selected a defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Denver is now on the clock. I've received more trade offers. Green Bay, they want pick 115, pick 253. They're going to give me 135, 173, and 178. I'm going to take that. And then I'm going to stop trading after this, right? Because then we're just going to acquire all this freaking crazy capital. May not be worth a year. So now we need to really take a look at the running back position here. Chuba Hubbard is still available. I mean, even Larry Roundtree the third. if you want to reunite Drew Locke with a Missouri guy, those would be the options there. The, the one guy I'd be leaning toward is Chuba Hubbard at this point, based on all the players available. However, I'm not the one who's going to make this decision here. So, uh, Hubbard is the the unanimous selection so far in the chat. So we're going to go running back here for the Denver Broncos, folks. Let's take a look here. Then we're going to obviously recap once we're all finished. Denver adds that running back that's going to come in and compete and maybe take over because Melvin Gordon has one season left on his contract. Then you have Mike Boone for two years. You have the option there. Melvin Gordon, not sure if he's going to play himself into a new contract with Denver, so you have to address that. You have Levante Bellamy on the roster. You still have Royce Freeman, right? Royce Freeman, I feel like, can have a big role this upcoming season. But now the Broncos are on the clock at pick number 152, folks. And take a look at the best players available. You're starting to get to some of those guys that might fly under the radar. They're not being talked about as much. I still like Divide Diablo, but we've already addressed safety, folks. Now, this is a position now for the Broncos. If we have to look at team needs, where do they need, right? The Broncos aren't going to draft based on need, but they want to draft guys to develop for the future. So, so far, we've added a safety. So far, we've added a running back. What position should the Broncos take a look at next? We'll get into that conversation coming up here in just a moment. But Broncos, you got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there with 18 amazing flavors that are all covered in 100% chocolate that are soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is my everyday go-to before I work out or after I work out. If I don't get to eat breakfast in the morning, I need a little bit of a boost. I have a Built Bar, and I specifically will take out the peanut butter brownie Built Bar. I also like the churro puff Built Bar. It is fantastic. I want you to be able to try it as well. And another reason I love Built Bar 
even though that I'm on this big lifestyle change with working out every day, eating the right things, Built Bars are healthy for you. They're great for those who are health conscious like myself. It allows me to lose or even maintain weight while indulging in a delicious tasting treat. Built Bar is my go-to, folks. And I want you to try Built Bar as well if you haven't done so already by going to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We've added a linebacker. Let's take a look at the edge depth here for the Broncos and see if there's any kind of edge players that maybe can develop into somebody that maybe Vic Fangio could really use. I mean, Shaka Tony comes to mind there. He's one of those options that Denver has. You get down the list, there's there's a lot of guys from some of these smaller schools. Again, a couple of big, obviously, Power 5 schools, but not necessarily production-wise, you're not going to hear from them. That's why they're not so high-ranked on the board. Shaka Tony is the one guy that stands out. William Bradley King out of Baylor is definitely an option that I have my eye on, but I don't know here. I definitely think we need to go with outside linebacker. Graham Tika likes Chris Rumpf. I'm getting word from Alex that cornerback, outside linebacker, off-kilter concepts as Marvin Wilson. Let's take a look here and see some of these options available for Denver. Where do they want to go here? Like I said, I feel like edge rush has to be the thing, right? You want to be able to uh, develop a guy, right? Because if you draft an edge rusher right now, you're not going to play this guy. He's not going to play right away. And you do have Derek Tuska on the roster. He was a seventh-round pick, though. Not sure the expectations for him under a new George Payton regime are going to be high. So you run into that dilemma there. However, I do believe in this circumstance, Denver needs to find a guy that, hey, look, we're going to develop this guy. He's going to learn Malik Herring out of Georgia. Tell you what, Georgia knows how to produce some of those, those dog players, man. <laughs> they, they really do. So I'm going to refer to the comment section here where we're at. Chris Rumpf out of Duke. Yes, I mean, there's that option there. we got to go edge here, folks. Uh, you know, it, it's right now, in my opinion, it's between Shaka Tony, William Bradley King, and we'll go Chris Rump the second. So really quick feedback in the comment section, who we take. And we got a lot of love for Chris Rump out of Duke right now. Want to see if there's any objections to that. Any objections to Shaka Tony by chance, though, out of Penn State. Look, Penn State, they got some dudes, man. They got dudes that can fly and run all crazy. I don't know if uh, I don't know if. Rumpf will be available, in my opinion, a little bit later on down the road. I think it is a little early for Rumpf. Andrew Zambarelli says Bradley King should be the selection here. William Bradley King. So, obviously, you have the selection out of Baylor. Broncos Avenue says Shaka Tony. So, we're kind of split right now. The next person that comments is going to break the dilemma here between Rumpf, King, and Tony. So, real quick, we need the tiebreaker in the comments section here on our live stream on this beautiful afternoon i'm telling you what the colorado weather is getting amazing folks it's warmer it's sunny the flowers are starting to bloom that means that broncos football is almost back and we're just about five months away we know that we're two weeks away from the nfl draft and we're gonna go with the selection of shaka tony out of penn state he's gonna be a developmental guy for vic fangio behind bradley chubb behind von miller is von miller gonna return it's certainly possible, right? It's possible he returns after 2021. It really depends on how everything goes this season. Now, Denver has addressed pretty much a lot of areas where they could have, I don't know. The thing that I'm dealing with here, dilemma-wise, you have all these picks. Denver doesn't have a need here. Now you could just draft a player that you feel like has these intangibles, this upside, and can develop. Do the Broncos need another safety, right? If you guys have been listening to this podcast for quite some time. You know that I've been very high on DeMar Hamlin dating back to last year 
when I watched KJ Hamler's film when the Broncos drafted him, Demar Hamler, I mean Demar Hamlin versus KJ Hamler was one of the funnest matchups that I watched because it was physical. KJ Hamler went to go engage him in a block. Hamlin literally picked him up and threw him, like shucked him. But KJ Hamler didn't shy away from that. So you can have an opportunity to bring in another safety. You can add to your wide receiving core. I just I feel like it'd be a little too early to add the wide receiver, especially when you factor in guys like Tyree Cleveland, you know, seventh round pick who really overexceeded expectations last year. To be honest with you, I don't I don't know where I don't know where Denver goes here. You know, this is a part where you could just add depth to guys that you feel like have those intangibles. Demar Hamlin's one of them. Denver doesn't really have any needs anymore. You could add a wide receiver. I don't know about adding that though. So for me, I'm gonna go with Demar Hamlin. Denver's going to add another safety here. We're back on the clock, and and look, there's still some there's still some talent here. You have uh, Quentin Morris. Do you want to add a tight end? Because that tight end room right now, you have Noel Fant, Albert Okwebunam, Trifu Magali. I think is still on the roster at this point. You have Austin Fort, who's on injured reserve. He's going to probably be around for training camp unless he gets released. You have Derek Barnes out of Purdue, and, and I tell you what, Derek Barnes, he actually impressed me a lot. He's got a really great head on his shoulder, uh, and so let's take a look at his scouting report. It says. Positive, he's an underrated linebacker who plays with vicious attitude. He displays a good head for the ball. He's effective in pursuit and chases hard to make plays on the ball handler. He moves well laterally, right? Gets out of to the flanks and is rarely off of his feet. He uses his hands to protect himself, easily changes direction, and has a closing burst. He wraps up tackling and brings down bigger ball handlers and tight ends in space, fires up the field, defeats blocks, and is a devastating run defender. The negatives is that he lacks height and may be tapped out physically. He's not fluid, flipping his hips in transition with tight ends or running backs in coverage. You get him working with Lauren Lando for a month. He's going to have the hips. The hips are fine. Like hips are workable. It's all about flexibility. It really is, right? Because a lot of a lot of players and a lot of athletes in general and human beings in general are naturally stiff in their hips unless you're really stretching. But when you work that area in specific training focus, you can get better there. So the not fluid flipping his hips, that is fixable. That is alignment, right? Because that's just all about being able to get your joints loosened up to the point and that quick twitch muscle fiber reaction to where you can actually do that stuff. I'm not opposed here to double dipping, you know, getting an additional linebacker here. But let's take a look at cornerback. Okay, so Derek Barnes, he's going to be an option for me. You look down the list, Thomas Graham out of Oregon. Look, another Oregon guy. Diamador Lenore, he's also a stud. Thomas Graham, Trey Brown out of Oklahoma. You have Cameron Bynum out of Cal. Benjamin St. Just out of Minnesota, very under-the-radar player. You know, I think for him, he has an opportunity to maybe be a steal for some team, really depending on the scheme that he goes to. I don't know if there's necessarily a cornerback here that I'm saying, hey, I'm going to take care at this part of uh, the draft in round five. I'm not quite sure. I don't, I don't really see the value in that. Denver, in my opinion, I think with all the corners that they do have, when you factor in a St. Bassey coming off ACO, who looks really good, by the way, last week on a Friday's episode Lockdown Broncos, I talked about it. I mean, the season that he had, uh, you know, going through that experience of getting benched by Vic Fangio against the Jets, he was really struggling. He learned a lot during that time. He worked on stuff in practice, was able to get back in the lineup, got an interception against the New Orleans Saints. And then the next week, you know, non-contact injury just tears his ACO. It, it bummed me out. It really disappointed me. Uh, so, yes, I understand the value of cornerback. You have Duke Dawson as well, who has the ability to play that safety corner. He's coming off. He's progressing really well in his recovery from ACL surgery. Kevin Tolliver there. Nate Hairston is on the roster. And then even Parnell Motley. So, right now, Denver, in my opinion, they don't need to necessarily 
go and get another cornerback. It's nice to have that depth there, but I feel like if Denver gets these guys back healthy, they're going to have six to seven guys, and not every guy's going to be able to be on the roster. But then again, I feel like you do need at least five deep at that position. So Denver, I think, has got that set. So for me, I have a very hard time passing up on linebacker, and I think Derek Barnes would be a very, very exciting player to add to the mix, right? The Broncos want to build that defense. We talked about it earlier on the show, even after drafting Jabril Cox. Denver doesn't necessarily have the longest depth there at the position. No Joe Jones this year. Josie Jewell contract year. Alexander Johnson contract year as well. This makes sense to me. We're going to go with the selection of Derek Barnes here in today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, folks. So to recap, what would you grade this draft? I'm going to share this on social media, on Twitter, but the Broncos, Penny Sewell fell to Denver at number nine. And if you guys recall last week, Mario Vitanzi, Patrick Kiyote, myself, we talked about it, that Penny Sewell falling to the Broncos at pick number nine might be the overall best case scenario. So for me, I'm looking at this, Penny Sewell, a great selection in my opinion, right? And I think that was the consensus. Jabril Cox, you get him at pick number 40. That's even better. You get that nice addition there. So I, I think that you get that coverage linebacker. You get Javon Holland that can address safety depth the year after Kareem Jackson moves along. Javon Holland, a lot of people are talking about maybe him being one of those under the right. He could be safety one to some GMs. Some NFL executives have him ranked as one of the top safeties. We talk about the Trevon Mulrigs of the TCU. We talk about Richie Grant. Richie Grant was a really nice pick, but where Denver was at, it was really hard to pick because he wasn't going to be available. Denver had a bigger need to go with linebacker with Jabril Cox. That was a position that they definitely needed to add with all the circumstances considered. Chuba Hubbard at 135 out of Oklahoma State. We executed a trade and, and were able to acquire that capital. And then Denver building with Shaka Tony on the edge, a guy that they're going to develop behind Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Malik Reed. He could be that fourth guy. He's an opportunity, I think, in my opinion, to come in right away and even overtake Derek Tuska uh, this upcoming season in training camp, there might be a little bit of competition there if this was the real selection, if this is what Denver did. Outside of that, DeMar Hamlin, another safety option because you can never have enough safeties. You have Justin Simmons, you have Kareem Jackson, and I, we've always talked about how worried we were if something were to happen to either one of those players in terms of like injury status. That is a concern because then you have Trey Marshall and you have P.J. Lockstar. And look, I like P.J. Lock a lot. I think – I think P.J. Locke, in my opinion, is going to be one of those under-the-radar guys. He's a great special teams player for Denver. He's young. He's learning. Yes, he's got to stop holding sometimes on there. But outside of that, he's one of the guys I think that the Broncos do view highly. That's why he was able to stay on the roster uh, even last season at training camp with all the, the circumstances regarding COVID and, and really not being able to evaluate all the talent in the, in the proper format with preseason games. P.J. Locke is a guy that got in it during the regular season and, and made some noise there. So I like him. So having some depth there with DeMar Hamlin, that's nice. And then Derek Barnes, in my opinion, could be the underrated steal of the draft for the Broncos. If, if the Broncos were able to get him at pick 178, it would have been 171, considering that Denver didn't trade back. But with, with Derek Barnes, in my opinion, he he's the Draymond Jones of this year's draft in terms of steal, right? I, I said when the Broncos drafted Draymond Jones a, few, a couple years ago, I said this is going to be the steal of this draft class for Denver. I felt that way. I said the same thing, I believe, this past draft class. I can't believe you know who was. I said maybe um, even McTelvin Ajim could maybe be that guy. And I can tell you this. The Broncos internally, they really like McTelvin Ajim. They call him Sosa. That's his nickname. They really feel like he might be able to take that next step, especially when you have Shelby Harris. By the time Shelby Harris, I think his three-year contract is up, McTelvin Ajim will be in a position to take over. And you have Draymond Jones who's going to be in line, I think, for a contract extension with Denver. So uh, outside of that mad sports fan, he asked a question, you know, what about Will Parks? 
I don't think the Broncos are going to bring Will Parks back, which, you know, bumps me out because I like Will. You know, Will, if, if you've listened to the show for, you know, quite some time, Will was a guest here on the podcast. He had his own weekly segment. And one of the funnest dudes, I mean, the dude gives back to the community in Philadelphia, in Denver, to the Boys and Girls Club. He, he does so much. And he's a fun player. I mean, he's a guy that just energizes, you know, the field, the practice field. When you watch him at training camp, he's having a good time. Like, he's focused, but he's loose. You like that. And then during the games, I mean, he's one of those guys, it, he just, he brings the shoulder, he lowers it, he energizes people, and he did that. And I had a chance to talk to a couple of Broncos players this offseason. I just even asked about Will Parks, even after he returned, they said, hey, it's really nice to have him good back in the locker room. It's just a different vibe there. So I think that the market will formulate itself a little bit. He did visit with the Detroit Lions last week. As of right now, he is unsigned. So maybe there's a minute chance that he comes back to Denver. I don't know, though, folks. We'll have to see. But Broncos Country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's Mock Draft Monday. This was the official last Mock Draft that we'll do here, Locked On Broncos. Next week, we have the Mock Draft, the Locked On Mock Draft, the ultimate Mock Draft, featuring the expert panel opinions of Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger here on the Locked On Podcast Network, based on the selections that we, the local experts covering our teams, made for Denver. Who did the Broncos pick at nine? Did they trade up? Did they trade back? Well, you're going to have to wait until April 19th to hear the Locked On Mock Draft, the ultimate mock draft that we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll share that audio here on the show next week, folks. But a lot of fun things in store. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Rook NFL. Follow the podcast at Locked On Broncos and stay in the loop with everything going on with every team at Locked On NFL Pods. You get all the recap. Plus, we have video content coming your way as well. But with that said, Broncos Country, tomorrow for Twitter Tuesday, we're going to switch things up a little bit. We're actually going to pose a question. We're going to have you all answer that. Obviously, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow.